Welcome to the First Impressions Podcast. My name is Dee Kelly, and I'm pastor at San Diego First Church of the Nazarene, and it is just a joy to be with you today. If you're unfamiliar with this podcast, we take a look at the lectionary readings um, for this particular coming Sunday. And um, before we hear a message on it, we just kind of give our first impressions of the text and what jumps off the page to us. It is a way by which to um, develop a conversation with one another, um, or maybe just a conversation with God's Spirit as you're digging deeper into a passage of Scripture. This coming Sunday, we are on July 23rd. And the scripture reading that we will use for the July 23rd service is Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30 and 36 through 43. We looked at an earlier portion of scripture in Matthew 13 last Sunday and are staying with this chapter and looking at the parables that Jesus uses as he teaches those who are following him. And so we will read this passage, and I am currently reading out of the New International Version. Feel free to follow along in any version you have. But we begin in Matthew chapter 13 with verse 24. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? Ah, an enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No. He answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Then moving ahead to verse 36. Then he, Jesus, left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And he answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seed stands for the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father, he who has ears, let him hear. This is the word of the Lord. And we say, thanks be to God. Well, this is the second in a series of parables in this particular chapter. We talked a little bit 
um, this past Sunday about how Matthew is constructed and how in some ways these parables respond to the dilemma that's spoken of in chapters 11 and 12 in regard to how Jesus is not received well by the Jewish people. And so Jesus gives several parables that help to explain what's going on, what takes place, and doesn't give an answer for it or a solution as if it's a puzzle or riddle that needs that kind of a solution. Instead, he just states parables that describe what the situation is. So here we have a parable that is called often the parable of the weeds. Last week, it was the parable of the sower of the seed. So here we have Jesus carrying on that metaphor of farming or agriculture, and it invites us, at least many of us, into reflecting on something that's not particularly familiar. I'm sure there are some who uh, maybe grew up on a farm or currently live on a farm. But the vast majority of, of us, urban dwellers, are not as familiar with agriculture or farming. And so it might be a little bit of a stretch, but fortunately for both of these first two parables, Jesus explains them, kind of provides the key to unlock what's going on. I would like to make note of something that I referenced a week ago, and that is that all of the parables in this chapter are parables where there is um, a description of the kingdom of heaven. In the first one, it was when anyone receives a message of the kingdom of heaven. But the rest of these begin with the line, the kingdom of heaven is like. It's an introduction. It's the use of uh, a comparison, a literary tool that paints a word picture and then invites us to understand the point through the imagery of this word picture. I also think it's an invitation for us to see these word pictures all around us. I mean, there are, depending on how you link the parables together, seven or eight parables in this chapter that talk about the kingdom of heaven. Beginning with this one, all the rest begin with a phrase, the kingdom of heaven is like. And the pictures are of great variety. And so I invite you to think for a moment about the kingdom of heaven. My first impression of all of these parables is, well, we ought to be using these word pictures all the time. We ought to allow God's creation to burst forth and and invite us into the place of considering what the kingdom of heaven looks like. The moments where it seems like heaven breaks through into our current existence. Where the divine interrupts the flow of the mundane. Or those moments where the mundane seems to become divine just because of what it is. So here... We have a picture of wheat and tares or wheat and weeds that Jesus is using to teach the disciples about the kingdom. I challenged my staff to think about what kind of word picture they might 
have come to mind um, if they were trying to describe a moment where it seems like heaven breaks through and you would begin the phrase with the kingdom of heaven is like. I, I gave a couple examples. I've mentioned that I have the good fortune of living close to the ocean and when I come down Hill Street or one of the roads that uh, lead to a view of the ocean, I could easily say, because it comes to mind all the time, that the kingdom of heaven is like seeing the ocean, an opportunity to see that there is more than enough for everyone. The message of grace seems as vast as the ocean with what appears to be a limitless supply. Or the kingdom of heaven is like the ocean because I can't begin to imagine the expanse of God and all that God is. Or on a smaller scale, for me, the kingdom of heaven is like star jasmine. When I'm walking along the sidewalk and I am... Um, consumed with all of the things that are taking place in my day or all the things that need to be done. And all of a the sudden, there is this fragrance, this, this smell, aroma of jasmine, and it startles me. Every time I turn around to see where is the plant, where is it growing, where did that fragrance come from? Some of you in another part of the country or another location might have the same experience with the honeysuckle uh, plant that you're walking along and all of a sudden this incredible fragrance. And I feel like the kingdom of heaven is like that. It takes me by surprise. It jolts me out of my routine. It reminds me of God's presence and God's handiwork. That to me is a reminder of the kingdom of heaven. I love what one of my colleagues said. Um, the kingdom of heaven is like a marriage celebration. And he began to describe the coming together of people that don't all know each other, a diverse group of ages and locations. And they come together to celebrate the love of two people and just had the image of that's what heaven feels like to him. A moment where a group of people unite together in this moment to celebrate love. What a great picture of the kingdom of heaven. If nothing else, I hope you might consider taking some time this day just to pause long enough to say, when do I get shocked into the moment of what the kingdom of heaven might look like? What's an experience that just you have to pause, you have to breathe deeply, you have to reflect for just a moment. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, that surprised me. Oh my goodness. Out of that space, the kingdom just broke through light into darkness and I was startled by the gift of God. The kingdom of heaven just seemed like it broke through all of the veneer that we put up on earth that we might see grace and goodness and love in all the places where it's needed. Well, there might be other first impressions to you as you heard the parable read and described. You might be intrigued by Jesus's um, explanation of the parable. 
You might have had other ideas that jumped off the page when you were hearing the parable of the weeds. That the servants wanted to do one thing, but the owner, the master, the, the one who uh, owned the property had another idea. And that there is wisdom in listening to those who have done it before, those who have been down this pathway, those who might understand things that we don't understand. My life has been relatively short. Though I am toward the end of my life's journey, um, I still realize that there are people whose wisdom of experience having gone before me and done things that I haven't done or haven't done much. It's important, wise for me to listen to their wisdom, to learn from their journey. It's equally important for me to learn from a new generation that sees with a fresh set of eyes. That is breaking forth the future right as I watch. I have the great joy of having a new granddaughter and when I look at the ways that her brain is developing and her muscles are um, actively moving, and I think of all that's to come and all that she's doing right now, and I imagine, what does the world look like through her eyes? What are the potential solutions that she brings to the problems that I've created? So I need to listen to the people around me and hear their voice, watch their actions. That's one of the lessons that I learn or jumps off the page in my first impression of the parable of the weeds. I invite you to do the same. Read it again. Listen to the spirit, talk within and teach you as you learn to pay attention to the wisdom of God that is both growing inside of you and is also offered by both God's creation and people around you. May this be a blessed day for you. May you experience God's peace. And may this week be an unfolding of the kingdom of heaven and what it's like as you pay attention to all the things that you will experience. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. See you soon.